Welcome to the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast with me, Jatia Jones. Join us weekly for everything clarity. The truth is, once you have clarity, you'll have the confidence and courage to succeed in life and business. If you're new to the podcast, you should know my goal is to help you gain the clarity needed to transform your visions, goals, or dreams into reality. For my OG listeners, you all know that the podcast was birthed from the evolution of Mocha Monday's tip of the week. So when we moved to the podcast, I couldn't just leave you without your mocha. Therefore, at the beginning of each episode, I give you your drop of mocha and you are to implement it throughout the week to help inch you closer and closer to clarity. This week's drop of mocha is self first is not selfish. Many times we feel guilty for putting ourselves first, but there is a reason why they actually tell you to put your mask on first on the airplane. You never, ever know when the cabin will run out of oxygen, and so it makes all the sense in the world to put yours on first so you can actually do for others. But so many times, we actually want to do for others first and then leave ourselves last. When we're really giving them breadcrumbs and working on fumes, and we expect for them to be grateful for our breadcrumbs, where in all actuality, it's selfish of us to not put ourselves first because that requires us to give them breadcrumbs. When if we actually put ourselves first, we could give them a whole loaf of bread, if not a full course meal. So put yourself first. It's not selfish. I know you may feel guilty. You may feel all kind of emotions because you're not used to it. But I promise you, everyone that reaps the benefit of you being in their life will appreciate it because you will have the full capacity to show up as your full self and actually serve at the level of excellence that you actually want to. So remember... Self first isn't selfish. Start it this week. Put yourself first. Let me know how it works out. Let me know what emotions come up. Been there, done that. But I'm telling you from what I know. You'll feel a million times better once you actually put yourself first because you'll be able to help the people that you love in a level that they actually deserve. This week's guest is Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson, fondly known as Dr. PBJ, founded Educare training and consulting LLC. She created it out of a passion for equipping and supporting heart workers. That's H-E-A-R-T. Those who do their work with their whole heart. Her philosophy is that working in this way can carry a high price tag. Your mind, your body, and your relationships may be in distress as you serve the needs of others. Her focus is to help you bring alignment to your work, life, and heart so you will be empowered to do the work you love without losing the life you desire. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Dr. PBJ. Good morning, ma'am. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm good, actually, this morning. I'm starting to tap back into being a morning person. I don't know where this is coming from, but... I'm good. I'm good. So they've gotten your bio already, but tell the people who you are and what you do. 
Yes. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I hope you know this, but the impact that you have had on my life has changed me forever. So this is just an honor for me this morning. Um, hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Patrice Buckner-Jackson, but you can call me PBJ. All my friends do. Um, I am the founder and lead facilitator for Educare Training and Consulting. I am the creator and host of the Heart Work with PBJ podcast where we are disrupting cycles of burnout and compassion fatigue for people who work from the heart. Um, I've been an educator for over 20 years and honestly made it to all the levels that I set for myself. Every goal that I set, I made it to, and it almost cost me everything. So because of that experience, because of my burnout, because of that I had to learn how to crawl out of it, now I dedicate my life to sharing with other people, other professionals, other heart workers, people who truly work because it is in their heart and what they're called to do. I share with them how to do that without sacrificing everything. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much. Like, I just, I know you're booked and busy these days, which I'm super excited about. And so I just thank you for your time. I know you can't get it back. So I truly appreciate your yes. Um, And you've impacted me just as much. I promise you, you have. And so I'm thankful for you. And I'm super excited of everything that you're doing and how you're going to change the world. Well, changing the world, not going to, but you already are. Um, Because you're right, the, the hard work is the hard work. Um, a lot of us wonder why we're so tired, even though we could go for hours and days because we do what we love. But at the end, it's just like running on fumes. And I'm always telling people, because I had to learn the hard way, that you can't feed if you're not fed and to give from your saucer and not from your cup, to give from your overflow. And that's a hard thing to embrace when you're conditioned to do it all and then do some more. And you think that you're giving your best, but you really aren't. You're giving the breadcrumbs when you could give a meal. Um, And so learning, unlearning, so you can learn how not to to hit rock bottom and burn out um, and keep pushing forward to do the hard work is so important. It's so important. You know, I'll never forget the day that this lesson started for me. Um, I, I had made it to that position. So um, working in higher education, all of my mentors had encouraged me, oh, you're going to be a vice president one day. You're going to be a vice president one day. And I didn't necessarily work to get that position, but I worked my tail off um, serving my students, my faculty, my staff. And I got there. I got there. I was the vice president of student affairs. I had my own parking space with my name on it. I had that big old corner office. I had the full staff, the whole thing, the fancy title. I had it all. And I remember that August day in 2019, I drove to work in tears. I could barely see. Mm. Pulled into that fancy parking space, got myself together. Went into the building. Good morning. How's everybody? Hugging students, saying hello to the staff. And it was all I could do to get behind that office door. And I crumbled. Mm. 
I remember holding on to the edge of the wooden desk because I didn't feel like I could hold my own weight up anymore. Really what I wanted to do is get under that desk in the fetal position and just cry. But I was so afraid I wouldn't be able to pull myself from under there Mm -hmm. and somebody would find me. I felt trapped. I needed to get out. But if I opened the door, there would be a student who needed me or a staff member who had a quick question, just a quick question, or, you know, a colleague who wanted to have a conversation. See, I had taught everybody in my life that I could be all things to all people. And they believed me. They believed me. So you know what happened? When I finally got the strength, I left work that day and I never went back to that place. Mm. I gave up the title. I gave up the six-figure income. I gave up the fancy office. I gave up the parking space because in that moment, I knew it was me or it was the work. Mm -hmm. And for the first time, for the first time in memory, I chose me. Mm -hmm. I chose me. And I spent the next five months with no job. Somebody hear me. No job, no income, but it was the most valuable time because I had time to figure out how in the world did I get here? How did I find myself in this place? And most of all, how do I dig myself out of it? Mm. And that's what I'm here to share. That's what I, that's what I'm called to because I know I'm not the only one. Oh, no, definitely not. So when, when you said you feel trapped, I was like, yes, yes, and yes. Um, The analogy I always give is that for my job, I was like, I was trying to dig out of Alcatraz with a plastic spoon. Like I was telling them year after year, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, but I was still there because you do feel trapped. It's, it's, for me, it was also one of those things where it was like, I love public health. Mm-hmm. I love helping people be an advocate and being a, a silent advocate for them, right? And I went to the job to make the difference. And the job, because of the toxicity and the people there, made me wonder if I really loved mm-hmm. what I was doing. Come but on. I was a slave to the paycheck because I got accustomed to the lifestyle I was complacent in the fact that I could do it in my sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was comfortable, but I was miserable at the same time. And so feeling trapped, totally can relate. And I remember when I put my resignation in and everybody was, well, they were shocked, but they weren't shocked. They were like, oh, they finally got to her. (laughs) And I remember people calling and trying to be nosy, but not be nosy. And they're like, so what are you going to do? I don't know. No, I don't have another job. But what I do know is that me and my mental health got to go. We got I'm not doing this anymore. Mm -hmm. I and and I just couldn't. And so when you do gumption up enough strength. Physically, figuratively, whatever the case may be, it's literally when you are at your wit's end of ends. Come on. You're sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't have to be that way. I got to say, I got to say this. I know for me in that transition in 2019, I was escaping. Mm 
Like I literally hit rock bottom. You don't have to get to the point that you have to escape. You can plan a transition, especially I know we're talking to multi-passionate people. When you break out of that mindset of this is all I can do and you understand all of the ways that you can express that purpose that you're called to, then you know you can make a plan to transition yourself so you don't have to escape. I eventually went back to higher education and I worked in higher education a little bit longer. My most recent transition into full-time entrepreneurship was a planned transition. I wasn't escaping, I was transitioning. So you don't have to get to the point and it cost me. We didn't have income for five months. Um, I, I really struggled because in my career, you don't just leave. At that level, you give at least 30 minutes. So I was blackballed for a while. Um, a lot of universities said, we want to work with you, but we don't think we can right now because of the way that you left. There were students and staff and people that I love to this day. I still love, but because of the way that I left and I honestly didn't have any choice at that point, but because of the way that I left, those relationships were damaged and they didn't understand what was going on. You don't have to escape. You don't have to get to rock bottom. You are not stuck. And that's what got me. That's what got me. I was convinced I was trapped. I'm stuck. There's nothing I can do. But once you open up to understand, I call it discovering your brilliance. Once you discover your brilliance and you know what you're called to do and you realize you can do it in a lot of different ways, the whole world opens up. Then you can see clearly and you can make a plan, whether that transition is six months, one year, five years, whatever it is for you. I just want to say we we escaped because we had to. Exactly. (laughs) It got to that point. You don't have to escape. You can make a plan. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. And sorry for the dog. I'm like, be quiet out there. But um, but you're so right. And, you know, when people feel trapped. It's just innate with this, like being, speaking of a dog, being like cornered, right? And you just react and not having the the clarity of how, where, and why, right? Is what causes those feelings because perception is 100% of everything. But that's why I love what you do because you help people to see that you really aren't stuck. You really aren't trapped and you really can not escape but actually make that conscious decision so that you can propel like forward and not this, this slow crawl that you feel like you have to make sometimes. Um, And then there was another point that you made. um, Oh, when you were like, they didn't understand about how you left. And a lot of times it's your, the thoughts of what everybody else would think right? Because it's the perception, you got the good job, you got the security. And I know for me, one of the biggest things was not really helping others understand, but letting them know I was confident in my decision, right? Because they were loving from a place of fear. And when people around you love from a place of fear, they try to talk you out of doing what you already know you're supposed to do. Yes. And you then start to doubt yourself. You start to doubt God's voice that you already hear because you know, you know, Mm -hmm. but 
other people don't realize that it's not about them. And a lot of times the decisions that we make or the way people approach you or handle you or handle situations and relationships has absolutely nothing to do with you. Mm. It's about what they're going through. And we don't stop enough times to just consider that and to not take offense because it has nothing to do with us. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so happy that despite you chose you, which is self first and not selfish. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. You know, that reminds me of many times we choose our community out of convenience. So our family members, our physical neighbors, our colleagues, the people that we're just in their lives because of convenience. And that doesn't mean you don't love them or honor them, not in a disrespectful way, but they are your community because they're already connected to you in one way or another. But sometimes our convenient community can't understand what God is calling us to do. So I always say you need powerful community. You need community that you have to invest to get in, that you have to apply to get in. You need community that pushes you beyond where you are, your convenience level, and that will pull you forward into what you're called to do. Because that's where you're going to get those comments of, oh, yeah, you're supposed to be doing that while you're playing. That's where you're going to get those questions that challenge your mental box. Your convenient community will always keep you comfortable Mm. because they're they're comfortable and they're going to keep you comfortable. They don't understand the stretch. They don't, it doesn't make logical sense to them, but your powerful community will always call you up. They will challenge those mental boxes. Keep in mind, if we've been in a profession for so long, there's a certain way that that profession thinks. There's a certain box that you are taught. It is ingrained intentionally or unintentional. It is ingrained for you to think about yourself, for you to think about the organization, and for you to think about your work. And we don't even realize how that impacts us traumatizes us sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't even realize it until we allow ourselves to become a part of powerful community and they start challenging those paradigms it's like wait wait a minute that's a good question (laughs) right exactly and you literally have to take time to think about it and you're like but I thought I knew but apparently I don't know not a thing not a thing that's what I told Nicole Rohn when she was talking about capacity. I was like, I thought I had capacity. And she's asking all these questions. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, no, no, <laughs> and no again. So you're so correct. And so for me, I spent over a decade, almost two, working within military mm-hmm. environments. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I guess I'll say they are trying to be follow the leaders. Absolutely. They're not trying to be leaders, even though so many of them strive to be in leadership positions and they're conditioned, like you said, to think in a box. And I remember one day pulling up to work, you know, they have the base and the gate and at high functioning times, they would just have the security out there and have the gate open. So, you know, it can flow and not be bottlenecked. However, there were still people that were like robots. They would pull up to the little key fob thing, put their card up, and they would wait. And then they, and I'm in the car like, if you don't go, I'm running late. That gate is open. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? And so 
that's the moment I realized y'all aren't thinking. Mm-mm. You're functioning mm. and you're on autopilot. And you're no longer in a position where you can make this environment, this organization, a better place because you're not functioning in your gift. You're not here to do what you're called to do, which puts all the pieces of the puzzle together to make it better. You're literally here as a widget in a system and you're functioning as such. And that was like the beginning of my wake up. Um, And I started to be like, I literally, there were times I was sitting in my cubicle and I'm looking around like, anybody else see this? Is it just me? Is it just me? Um, and so when, oh, that, yes, that was so, so good. Cause that box, mm-hmm. and especially when you know you're called for more, even if you don't know what that thing is, you just know it. Some kind, it's in your gut, right? You feel like you're suffocating. Mm-hmm to fit in this box. And, and the reason why I'm really diving more into the multi-passionate space and space speaking directly to us is because I want them to become who they feel deep down inside and stop being the person they've been conditioned to show up as. Yeah. And once you do that, I can't say it alleviates the, the burnout or the anxiety or the stress, but it definitely reduces it. And so that's why I was like, Dr. PBJ, I need, they need a dose of PBJ so they can understand as they get ready to have this plan or if they've already jumped, um, what to do from here? Because a lot of us are just working in order to take the leap to lead, to do our purpose work, our heart work. But we, one, have been told you should go for the job, mm-hmm. um, to, you know, stability, money makes the world go round, just in all honesty, right? And when you don't know how to subsidize that income, you feel like you're stuck. So let the people know, like what, what, how you can help them. And cause I, I don't want to keep you too long. I know you got things to do. Um, and then I'll ask you a few other questions I ask everybody and, and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you go, but no, I your love process. It. I love this. So first of all, let me say that just because you leave a place doesn't mean you leave the mindset because you just took you with you. Mm-hmm. So we all we often think the transition, the plan is the answer. Like mm-hmm. when I'm working for myself or when I'm doing my nonprofit or when I get that next promotion or when I make that next pay raise, everything will be fine. And then you get there and you're disappointed because you're still overwhelmed and you're still headed towards burnout or in burnout. You know, I always say overwhelm is the whisper. Burnout is the demand. You Ooh. will. Oh, that's so you good. will. You will. So you were talking about feeling like you're suffocating, like you can't breathe, like you're barely holding your head above water. That's overwhelmed, my friend. When you wake up in the morning and you feel like you did not sleep all night, even though your eyes were closed, that is overwhelmed, my friend. When you're starting to experience it in your body, we're walking around here with high blood pressure and cholesterol problems and back aches and digestive problems. And we're going and we're dealing with the symptoms but the truth of the matter is you are stressed out Mm -hmm. and you are overwhelmed and your body is speaking to you Mm 
-hmm. Your body is saying, hey, 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 stop. We need to stop. We need a break. We need to stop. And the problem is we can't figure out how to stop because I got all these balls in the air. I got all these things going on. And if I stop, something's going to fall and something's going to break. How do I stop? Friend, breathe breathe. The first thing that I want to encourage you to do is check your baggage. This is the heart work journey. So this is what I teach in the heart work academy. You got to check your baggage. You have to know why you approach work and life the way you approach work and life. When I left my job in 2019, I was mad at everybody. I blamed everybody. And then I quickly realized I was the problem. I quickly realized that people treat you how you train them to treat you. So my problem wasn't the supervisor. My problem wasn't the team. My problem wasn't the people that I was serving. My problem was me because I learned that I have to shoulder the burden. I have to do it myself. I have to do it all. If I don't do it, nobody else will. I had to break all of that. So you have to check your baggage and learn why you approach work and life the way that you do. Because however you approach life in your corporate job, that's what you're going to do when you're on your own. So people think if I'm working in my purpose, I won't be burnt out. I beg to differ. Until you check your baggage and you approach work and life differently, you will always find yourself in cycles of burnout. And that's what I come to disrupt. Cycles of burnout. And this season, I'm okay. This season, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Now I'm in overwhelm. I find myself back in burnout. So you got to break the cycle. So check your baggage. Why do you approach work and life the way you do? Where does that come from? Where did you learn it? Who taught you that? What experience taught you that? And what do you need to break through that? Number two, you need to build your boundaries. Now, I'm so excited that there's a conversation about boundaries now. You yes. know, I, I'm excited to hear it. But let me tell you, you can write a boundary in your journal, but that doesn't mean you're going to honor it. Mm-hmm. So we have to build boundaries that are connected to our values mm-hmm. so that we can honor. We'll have the fortitude to honor our own boundaries. Boundaries will protect you boundaries are like the fortified walls of an ancient city and back way way back in the day you didn't roll up to a new city and say hey I came to see my cousin you're not getting you're not getting me (laughs) there was always a watchman on the wall and that watchman would open the bridge to allow those in who should be in and close the bridge and not allow any danger in your values will determine what boundaries you need to build. And we build them like a fortified wall. I, I heard Nicole Rohn say this. She said, the only people who don't respect your boundaries are people who benefit from you not having them. Come on, come on. You've got to build your boundaries and finally discover your brilliance. This is what Jatia does. You got to discover that secret sauce, that purpose, that thing that you do like nobody else. And it's not in your job description. It's not in your job title. It's not really anything that maybe you've gotten a pat on the back for, but people call you for it all the time. So you don't honor it because it's so easy to you. You you don't put it on the pedestal that it belongs because you think it's no big deal and everybody must be able to do it because I can do it. It is your brilliance. It is that thing that you do without a whole lot of effort. And there are many ways that you can express it as a multi-passionate, but you got to pinpoint what that brilliance is and it's not lost. 
let's stop talking about finding our purpose. Your purpose is not lost. Mm. You don't have to look under rocks. You don't have to do all the, listen, it is in you and you're doing it right now. You've been doing it, but you've just not recognized it. So through those steps, check your baggage, build your boundaries, discover your brilliance. We disrupt cycles of burnout. Whether you are in your full-time job, whether you are transitioning, or if you are in your own thing, or you've got several things going on, you can do it with freedom. Mm -hmm. You can do it. You can do it freely. You can do it from your heart. You can do it with energy. You can do it and breathe. Mm -hmm. You can do it and not lose those things that are most important to you in life because you can do it without burnout. So that's what I'm here to do. I know y'all understand why I was so excited to have her on. Oh my goodness. Like, I don't even know where to start. I think I'm going to start with boundaries (laughs) because I know for me, that was one of the biggest unlearning relearnings, right? And so growing up in the South, in a Black family, you say, yes, ma'am, no, sir. You don't ask questions Mm -hmm. and you you are taught to, to sacrifice yourself for others. And that's where the pride comes in. Like mm-hmm. yours, that's the pat on the back is when you sacrifice yourself for someone else, right? That's, that's what you're conditioned to think. And then you wonder why you are so unhappy and you have these unspoken expectations because we're doing all the things and we're still looking for the pat on the back. We're like, well, they should see, you know, I mean, I'm doing all the, they think I really wanted to, they think I didn't want to get sleep too. And, and I always tell people, I, I hate to use the analogy of a dog, but we're going to keep running with it since it was barking earlier. But just like a dog, you have to treat a dog how to respect you. Cause if you don't, it is going to run your household. Absolutely. You have to, cause if you don't, if you let it get on your sofa, if you take it somewhere else, it's going to get on their sofa. It's going to tell you to get up when it wants to get up, not when you, and so it's just the exact same way with people. And like you said, you can write down all the boundaries, but if you don't stand firm in them, but when you initially start, when you go from people pleasing to, to self first, you feel selfish, you feel what what do you feel you you feel selfish and you feel it's not ashamed but you feel wrong Mm -hmm. for standing up for yourself Mm -hmm. but like you said those that understand understand and those that are mad because they can't get what they want out of you anymore those are the first ones that you're going to start shedding once you identify purpose and start walking in it because you then your priorities shift and you now know purpose is my priority, not mm. people. And the people that are called to be in your purpose are then your priority because your, pri- your, your purpose is your priority. Yes. And you start to shed them and that season is painful and it hurts, but God's just making room for the people in your power community. And I love that you said that because I tell people all the time, especially multi-passionates, you're nine times out of 10, the only one in your area code or zip code that gets it. And thank God for virtual reality because we can now step outside of that. We have global sisters now that, like you said, be like, girl, if you don't go ahead, what are you doing? Stop playing. When everybody else in your community 
in your area code or zip code, either they don't get it or they do and they don't want to have to rise to the challenge. So they try to keep you at their level. Mm-hmm. And so you touched on so many amazing things because as you step into purpose and as you walk into purpose, you have to shed the old mindset. You got to unlearn to relearn the real things. This is why I always tell clients to who go check you, boo. I love it. You, you want to do it? Who go check? Go do it. Yes. Who's going to stop you? And why should you care? Well, I mean, I understand why you care, but who going to check you? Who go do check? you. Like Sierra says, make them level up, you know, and then so check your bag because we do come with so we come with inherited baggage. Absolutely. That your parents didn't even realize they inherited. Mm. And so asking that question, why? So you can course correct. That's how we break generational cycles, curses, as I call them. Yes. And you go on to be the change agent that you were destined to be, however you were destined to be it. Mm-hmm. And then expand your network outside of your area code and zip code because there are people that get you, they get it, and they're genuinely out there to support you, not scam you. Um, it hurts my heart when I talk to so many people, especially at home, who expect the worst. Mm-hmm. They just expect people to be evil and not genuine and so when I uh, uh, show up it's like oh she's fake or oh she's and I'm like no there are other people like me (laughs) you know and so it just it warms my heart it makes me grateful and thankful to have people like you in my power community um to to remind to help us unlearn to check us when we need it you know and so I just thank you I thank you for the work that you do. I thank you for being obedient to walk in purpose. I thank you for taking the leap however you did. Mm -hmm. I always tell people too, you know, we sometimes have regrets or we think, you know, we try not to have a misstep, but there's no such thing as a misstep when it's divine timing. So it's all happening for you. So you can do what you need to do and not to you. So I thank you. I honor you. You are amazing. I absolutely adore you. I do. (sighs) You know, I, I just, in one voice note, one voice note, you got me. I remember sending you a message and saying, and this and that, and this and that, and this and that. And you're like, yeah, that makes sense. This is what you do. And literally everything, everything has been built upon that clarity. Um, so I honor you and I'm grateful and I could talk to you forever. I could talk to you forever. I will say real quickly that I promise this is the last thing because you mentioned the painfulness of letting go and, mm-hmm. and it is, but friend is painful either way. Yeah. So I've found that the pain of trying to stay in a box, mm-hmm. a pain of avoiding and trying to ignore what you're being called to do is a much deeper pain than the pain of moving beyond the community and moving beyond the mindset that you've been called beyond. So um, it's painful either way. And we got generations, we got generations of baggage that has been passed down to us, trying to teach us who we are. And this is our season to break out of that. We are that generation. 
Mm-hmm. We are that generation that will break forth in all honor to everybody who came before us, yes. but we are called to break these mindsets and really walk in purpose, not because we're required to, not because we're trapped, but because we're free and we know mm. what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just honored to be a part of the path. Yes. And you know, there's there's the the hashtag that's going around. Um my ancestors' wildest dreams. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to your point, it's like people did what they had to do. They did what they were taught to do, right? And we do honor them and we thank them because of them, we can, right? Mm -hmm. And so to just, you know, respect that and, and I feel like that's even more reason to walk in your purpose because they paved the way for you to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, yeah, like you said, I could talk to you all day. Let me ask you these few questions that I ask everybody. Yes, no ma'am. right or wrong answer. But what's something you've had to you've had or have to accept about your past, present and or your future mm. in order to free you to reach the infinite heights you desire in business? Oh, um, that everybody doesn't have to like me. Mm. I I am not everybody's person and it's okay. People don't have to agree with me. They can go find their community and it's all right. So I've been freed from people pleasing because everybody does not have to like me. Come on. Mm. Mm, That's a good one. That's Mm. a really good one. Mm. (laughs) Um, As cliche as it sounds, what's one thing you have to believe to achieve? Mm. Oh, For me, I have to believe that I was created um, by the ultimate creator Mm -hmm. and that his spirit lives in me. So that means there's nothing that I'm incapable of doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm called to do specific things and I can do what I'm called to do, but there's nothing that I'm incapable of doing, not because of who I am, but because of who he is. Mm -hmm. And I love to let people know he equips the call. He doesn't call the equipped. So when you feel like you don't, you're not equipped or you don't know enough or you haven't, you know, it doesn't matter because he'll make sure you have everything you need to do what you're called to do. I love that. Um, So how has embracing all aspects of you contributed to your success and or equipped you to do what you do? Mm. I think it's the honesty and the vulnerability. Like at this point, I have laid my mask down and stepped on it. I'm done. What you see is what you get. And when I serve, when I coach, when I speak, you are getting pure PBJ. I don't have to make it up. I don't have to perform. I just come to be me. And what I found is people are attracted to that. They want to hear that. They want to be close to that because we're tired of fake. Yes. We're tired of fake. We're tired of plastic. We just want what's real. So I am embracing being me in all spaces that I exist. I love that. That is so true because it gives everybody else permission to let one of those bags go. Yeah. And just be. When you're free to be, whoo, that feeling. It's, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. And then last but not least, before we let the people know how to connect with you, any shout outs, any um, people you have connected with in your squad um, that's helped you with success? Oh, my gosh. So first of all, you. 
Thank you so much um, for your impact in my life. I'm so grateful for the day that we met um, and so grateful for your gift. You are gifted. You are gifted to bring clarity. Um, And of course, we have in common Patrice Washington. Um, She is another one that is anointed and appointed to come and wreck your world and help you put (laughs) it back together. You hear me? (laughs) I did not know what I was getting into. Me either. (laughs) Me either, okay? (laughs) But I'm so grateful. Yes. But I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely. And our connection, purpose to platform, love all my sisters all over the world, all over the world. Literally, literally. Oh, I love that. So let the people know how they can connect with you, where they can find you. Of course, I'll put all of this in the show notes, but so they can hear it from you. Absolutely. So come on over to the podcast. Every Wednesday, you get a brand new episode. It's Heart Work with PBJ. Heart Work with PBJ, where we are disrupting cycles of burnout and compassion fatigue for people who work from the heart. Um, And also, um, my new academy is opening very soon. Heartworkacademy.com. If you know, if you've heard yourself and your story in our conversation today, and you know that you are overwhelmed, burnt out, in compassion fatigue, you need to join us because we're going to walk through those steps together so that you can serve freely. So y'all come check us out. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Like go follow her right now, y'all. Go follow her. I know y'all see it in the show notes. So with that means, thank you. Thank you so very much. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Um, I just, I just thank you. Cause I know, I know that I've been blessed. So I know they're going to be blessed. Um, Yeah, I'm just so excited for them and what they're going to get from this because yes, everybody needs a dose of PBJ. I'm here to tell you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast. I hope you'll come back next week and join us for some more. And with that, Have a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous Monday, and I'll see you back here, same time, same place next week.